Well, hello, everybody. How are we? Are we on, are we on Facebook Live? Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're going to start out with a new worship song today. This is a nice song. It's called Forever Rain. And uh, we're going to talk about our God who reigns forever and ever. You are good, you are good, there is nothing there but you. You are love, you are love, on display for all to see. You are light, you are light, where darkness closes in. You are hope, you are hope, covers all my sin. You are peace, fear is crippling. You are true, you are true. All my wandering, you are joy, you are joy. Reason that I sing, you are life, you are life. Death has lost its sting. If you're at home, come on, step up with me, stand up. Here we go. of the love always be enough nothing compares to your embrace light of the world forever reigns isn't that true you are more you are more than my words will ever say you are Lord you are Lord will proclaim you are here you are here the presence all made whole you are God you are God now I'm letting go Always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever rain. Forever rain, that's right. No. 
of his love will always be enough. Yeah, isn't that right? Say amen for me. Say amen. Amen. The richness of his love will always be enough. Forever will he reign, and that's true. He will always reign. Now, I have another song for you. I think you've sung this before. This is a really neat song called Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest, right? All right, here we go. I like this one a lot. We're going to have some fun with this one. And then we're going to close today with a wonderful patriotic song. So here we go. Come on, everybody. Clap with me now. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. The King of Glory Coming through the clouds with fire The whole world shakes The whole world shakes I see His love and mercy I see His love and mercy Washing over all our sin The people sing The people sing Here's his word Hosanna 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 in the highest Hosanna 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 in the highest I've seen the generation Rising through the, all the place With the selfish faith That's right, have selfish faith Selfish faith I've seen you near revival staring as we pray and seek we're on our knees
Hosanna in the highest. Just think about God, the Hosanna. So good to see you on this 4th of July weekend. I've got my red, white, and blue. I hope you're wearing your red, white, and blue at home. Uh, yeah, it's just so good to um, be here at church, to have our freedom to assemble together on this 4th of July weekend. I am thankful for the Word of God and for uh, this country that was based on Christian principles, biblical principles. And I just pray for our country, I pray for our nation, and I pray that we continue to have our freedom. Uh, so thank you all for being here. Uh, just a few announcements. We do have a prayer and Bible study uh, this week at 7 o'clock. If you could get there 10 minutes early on, link, uh, on uh, Zoom uh, for Pastor Charlie uh, so he can help you get connected, that'd be great. This week for Bible study on Wednesday at 7, st uh, we're starting Romans. Uh, so definitely uh, uh, tune in for that. That's going to be great. Romans, the thing about Romans is you get a basic understanding of Christianity. So it's always good to go back to basics. Uh, then also I wanted to let you all know um, we are uh, going to be celebrating. We weren't able to celebrate uh, uh, when they graduated, but... We have designated July 26th to celebrate Soraya Amadeo and Matthew Amako, who, who just graduated high school, because we want to be able to celebrate them here on the lawn before uh, Soraya goes to college and Matthew goes to college. 
Uh, so we'll have some gifts for them. Unfortunately, we won't have any food, but please come for that to say goodbye to them. Um, Matthew's going to be leaving shortly after that for Notre Dame, and I know Soraya's going to be starting school as well. Uh, but she'll still be here with us, hopefully. Uh, and then uh, also, I just want to let you know about the offering. You can give online at newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. Uh, the, the website should be on the broadcast for those at home. Uh, you can give online that way, or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. You can also, if you join us on the lawn, there's a red box at the welcome table. Just have your check or your offering or tithe uh, prepared ahead of time, and then we can, you can just drop it off in the red box when you arrive. Also, uh, I wanted to let you know, for those who are here on the lawn, if you could please uh, just exit around the flags, we just want to be respectful of anyone who comes and pulls in, uh, just so we're not walking, you know, right next to their car uh, when we exit. Um, that would be great. Just wanted to give that little reminder. We added some extra flags uh, to protect those who are uh, pulling in in the parking lot to watch the the service. Uh, but anyway, I hope you all have a, an amazing Fourth of July weekend. Uh, I pray that God's with you, and I just um, Hope you enjoy the rest of the service. God bless. And now we're going to have Sully, uh, who's going to give us our youth sermon. Okay, so I got a timer again, so I promise I won't exceed my time limit. Um, but good morning, everybody. I'm still waking up, so it's really hot up here, so bear with me. Um, I'm at 17 seconds, just in case you're curious. But I'll make it. Uh, today we are, uh, well, Today, I have a special message for those who are, are graduating, actually. And this also works for anybody um, at any age of their life and at any point of their life. And uh, not just graduating to college, but also graduating to junior high. Karen, do you mind? Could you, could you bring me that bottle? Sorry, I forgot that. Um, I want to start with a quick story, though. Um, thank you. Last year, I was visiting a friend. And it was the most awkward experience of my life. I went to this friend, and he said, hey, let's go to a party. Um, and I was assuming it was like a birthday party. You know, we sit around, I don't know, pray, do some worship songs or something. I was being a little too optimistic with it. And so we went to this party, and, and mind you, I was stuck at this friend's house. I didn't have my car. I didn't have uh, access to leave or anything. I was just strictly with my friend, and I trusted him. And I went to this party, and as soon as I walked in, I heard really loud music, music, the type of music I'd probably never want to hear in my life. And then I walked in, there's alcohol spilling, everyone carrying their own, you know, uh, glass. And I'm like, this is not the party I thought it was. And you are not the friend I thought you were. And so I walk in, I'm, you know, everyone's dancing and everyone's doing everything and I'm stuck. And I'm stuck at this party for about two to three hours. And I felt a little like this. I don't know if you can see it from there, but the camera will probably see it. This is oil on the top, and there's water in the bottom. And this is what I felt like. I was stuck in this party, the bottle being the party, but I was the water, everybody else was the oil. Not to say I'm perfect, but I kind of, I'm joking, I'm not. But I felt like I had to be completely in the same room with them and couldn't leave, but yet I was different from them. And that's what I believe the life that God calls us to, especially when we graduate and go off to college, this is going to become one of the most difficult things for us to do. 
It's to stay separate from the world, but be in the world. To not sin the sins of the world, but still be in the world. To have friends from the world, but love a heavenly father that's not from this world. From 2 Timothy 3.14, it says this, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. Because the reality is, it's the things that we know to do but don't do that make us blend in with everybody and that make us fail. And so this is sort of a mesh up of last week and some new information uh, of what I covered on Instagram. But we have to walk in the light we have, being separate from the world while being in the world. And there are a few ways to do it. The first and most obvious way is always talking to people about Christ. Unfortunately, that day at the party, I didn't bring Christ up to anybody. I didn't go to anyone and go like, hey, have you heard of Christ? Well, they're all drunk. So I didn't know how to do that e even if I did. Um, but that's, that's the story we are called to. That's the action and the mandate we are continually called to do for the rest of our days. And especially in college, I'll tell you now. Everyone going to college, everyone even going to high school, it is going to be so difficult. You will feel like you are 1% of the Christians on a 20,000 people campus and you'll feel so alone and you don't have your church friends and you don't have me and Charles and any of your other pastors uh, like Pastor Chuck or any of your other mentors around you just guiding you saying, hey, you can do this. You're going to have people that are drunk around you. You're going to have people who are sinning constantly. You're going to have people that are influencing you things to do. Um, that you didn't even know were possible to do. You're going to invent your own sins. You'll teach Satan how to, how to sin himself. That's how difficult it's going to be. It's not easy at all. And so we are called to not only talk to people about Christ, but continue to love our enemies. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Which leads us to also... Thirdly, standing up for what we believe. I have many stories of how I got in trouble for standing up for what we believe or what I believe in, but I will tell you at that party, I couldn't really stand up for what I believed in because everybody would just laugh. No one was in their right mind. And so what I had to do is I just had to wait, wait until my friend took me home. Unfortunately, he was drunk too, so I had to drive. But I was there, and in my mind, I'm like standing up for what I believe in. Like, no, God, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm going to stay firm. And it was super awkward, by the way. Everyone is taller than me. Everyone's better looking. I'm just standing there, just, you know, my flimsy self. And I'm like, I'm going to love all of you as much as I can, even though I want to hate half of you. And that's going to be the, the, the realistic thing in, in college. You're going to have friends and classmates where you're just going to want to hate so much, especially those people you're going to get in heated arguments with, with a, about abortion and political uh, views and different topics at church, you're going to want to hate them. But the key is to love them. And at the end of the day, we have to be separate from the acts of the world, but continually to live in it. In our college, in our work, when you start work after college or even during college, it's going to be even harder. When you have kids, I'm not there yet. Maybe it's going to be even harder then. But I'm sure that we can live in this world and be separate just like the water is from the oil. So take that as an example and try to live to the standard with me. Amen? Six minutes and seven seconds. I'm sorry. Praise the Lord. It's a great message for those that are going off to college and even us that are not in college. It was good, right? Youth? Amen. I'm excited. It's exciting to be a Christian. 
Can I get an amen, anybody? Hallelujah. <laughs> we're, in the, we're on the right team. We're on the right side. We're the ones that are going to be victorious in the end. That's so good to know. And we're victorious right now. We don't have to wait till later. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's uh, open up in prayer for, for the message. Father, thank you for bringing us here together today. And those that are, are at home, we thank you, Lord God, that this message will go out to them. They'll receive it. They'll be excited and want to do all the things that are contained in your word. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, amen. Well, it's good to see all of you here. And I know you're relaxing in your lounge chairs and you're just kind of comfortable. But I want to kind of make it a little more interactive today. So this is Fourth of July weekend. And I have some trivia questions for you. And if you get the right answer, you get a $10 In-N-Out gift card. How about that? I know the Amadeos are pretty competitive. I know Rebecca, she knows a lot of stuff, a lot of history. So let's see. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the question, but I need you to raise your hand if you know the answer. Don't blurt it out. That will disqualify you. So raise your hand if you know this uh, answer here. I've got uh, Sully and Karen are going to watch and see if I miss somebody that raises their hand before someone else. Now, this is just a, a sample question, okay? Do we know what year the Declaration of Independence was signed? Does anybody know? Ray? 1776 is the correct answer. But that was just a warm-up. Okay, now here's the real question. Are you ready? Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? It's a multiple choice. Was it Benjamin Franklin, John Hancock, Thomas Jefferson, or George Washington? Anita. Uh, Matthew, yes, sir. Thomas Jefferson is the correct answer. You can walk over here and get your $10 gift certificate card. You only get one, uh, one card per person. Okay, so Thomas Jefferson wrote it. Who sewed the first flag of the United States? Anita. Betsy Ross is the correct answer. You may come and get your $10 gift certificate. The, question, the uh, multiple choice was Martha Washington, Betsy Ross, Susan B. Anthony, or Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison made the cupcakes, didn't she? Okay. And ice cream. Okay, here's the last question for this 4th of July quiz. How many stripes are in the U.S. flag? Multiple choice. Ten. I see that hand. 13 is correct. Come get your gift certificate. Congratulations. Wonderful. There's a student of American history. Vanessa, very good, Vanessa. Now, this is just for fun, okay? How many hot dogs are consumed on the 4th of July. Here's a multiple choice. 100 million, 125 million, 150 million, or 175 million. Yes. Uh, that's a good guess, but not the right one. <laughs> 150 million hot dogs are going to be consumed on the 4th of July uh, day. So uh, if you eat a hot dog, you're one of uh, every other one of uh, Americans, because there's 300 mi million Americans are going to eat one. Now, here's, here's just another fun question. How many people are anticipated to go to the L.A. County beaches 
this Fourth of July weekend? A hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, or five hundred thousand, or none of the above? None of the above. We can't go to the beach, but you can come to church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right now. Now, if those of you that didn't get the, the answer or didn't raise your hand, we have questions uh, at the end of the service on the message to see if you're paying attention, okay? So let's pay attention. We'll have two questions then. Thank you, uh, Soli and Karen. So today we want to talk about faith in God and faith in Jesus Christ. How many of you know we need faith? Amen? The Bible says what? It's impossible to please God without faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is believing for something that you don't have. So if you don't have it and you're believing God, you're using your faith. You're believing God's going to do what he promised he was going to do. So you find the word of God that promises that, and you put your trust and believe in him, even though you don't see it, even though you don't know it right away. It, it reminds me of a story of a pastor who said, he was saying that when he goes to the movies, he goes a half an hour early. Why does he go a half an hour early? So that he can see the previews. And his kids say, Dad, why do we have to get here early? The previews is only like a part of the movie. It's not even the whole movie. And he told his kids, but what it tells me is that the screen has already been set. The actors are already in place. The movie has already been produced. And they are just getting ready for the release date. Well, the same thing is true in the kingdom of God and in the word of God. The actors are already set. The scene has already been played out. And in God's mind, it's already done. We just have to wait for the release date. Amen? Amen. So you're believing God. You believe that you have it. You're just waiting for the time when you can pick it up and receive it. Praise God. So we have to believe the promises of God. I know some of you youth, you have in your heart a promise in God that what God wants to do for you, and you just have to know that it's already, the scene's already been set. The, the, it, the action has already taken place. All you need to do is follow the plan and the will of God, and you'll receive what God has in store for you. Praise God. Amen. So through faith and patience, you inherit the promise. I wish it just we just get a word, we, we believe in it, and then it happens. But it doesn't work that way. It, you have to be patient. I planted some seeds in my grass, uh, grass seeds in my backyard, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm watering, I'm wondering what's taking you guys so long. And sometimes we feel that way about lo the Lord. Lord, why is it taking so long? We just have to be patient and know that it's going to happen. So we want to relate to a story that I'm going to read to you in the Bible about how God uh, uh, or how Jesus commended a person who he said they have great faith, great faith. Amen. Don't you want to have great faith? Well, let's I'm going to read it here in Luke 7, verse 10. It's Jesus heals a centurion servant. Now, when he Jesus concluded all of his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum and a certain centurion, a centurion is somebody that's in charge of over 100 men. He was a Roman uh, officer whose servant was dear to him. The servant was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged earnestly, saying that the one whom he should do this was worthy because he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. 
And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers unto me. I say, go, and they go. I say, come, and they come. I say, do this, and they do it. Don't you wish our kids were like that? Praise God. <laughs> when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, no, not in Israel. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well who had been sick. Amen? So we're going to look at this. There's three obstacles the centurion had to go through to get the promise of God and three things that he did right. Do you want to hear them? All right. Thank you. Okay. Because you might have these obstacles yourself. And you may be doing something right that you are uh, uh, lining yourself up to receive what God has for you. So the first obstacle is that the centurion was a Roman and he wasn't a Jew. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, Jesus said, don't go to the Gentiles. Go to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, he, you go to the Jew first, then the Gentiles. So this Roman citizen, this Roman soldier, wasn't in line for the blessings of God. He was out of it. You ever been out of it? Felt like, you know, you had a party and no one invited you? And you go to the party and you, you, your name is not on the list, so you have to wait outside. And, and, and you don't know what to do. You can crash the party. You can wait till they get so drunk that, that you can slip in. Or you can call for somebody inside to say, hey, let me in. We, we, no, it's a different song. Okay. The reason being, in Ephesians 2.12, it says, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. The Roman citizen didn't have a right to come to Jesus, but he still came. Praise God. So we have to know that no matter where we are, you may feel like you're on the outside looking in. Jesus is looking at you. The second problem that he had, he felt like he was not worthy. You ever feel that way? Oh, Lord, I'm just not worthy to be, uh, you know, receive all the blessings and the honor that you have for me. Uh, but what is this passage saying? That though you're not worthy, God's mercy and God's goodness is greater than the way you feel about yourself. It's not about how you feel about yourself. It's how God feels about you and what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ. Sometimes we feel like when we miss it, we feel like, oh, no, I, I lost my blessings. I've had people come up to me and say, I, I, I messed up, Pastor Chuck. Is that going to exclude me from the blessings of God? Well, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so, are his, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. If you've repented, it's as if he never had seen it again. It's never been uh, done. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. So it brings you right back in the right standing of God when you ask for his mercy. Praise God. Now, the Bible says, if your heart doesn't condemn you, you have confidence with God. But if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. That means God, his promises override even the way you feel about yourself, even the way your own righteousness is. God says, I did this because I love you. Praise God. So great faith is to admit that you have done wrong, but you still can ask God for his favor. Isn't that good news? Because 
Soli said he's the only one that's perfect right now. So all of us other people, <laughs> he, well, he didn't say it, but he was thinking it. You know? <laughs> so even though you don't know you're, I mean, even though you know you're not perfect, God is there for you and with you to give you and grant you the things that you need. The Bible says that we can believe that uh, we are righteous of him. Now, the devil makes you want to think that you're not worthy. You say, I made some mistakes. I've fallen short. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I've dropped the ball, but God can pick it up. I've messed up, but he's able to clean it up. I'm the reason it's broken, but he can fix it. <laughs> Amen? This is good news to know that no matter what you've done, if you repent and get back into fellowship with God, he'll restore unto you the joy of his salvation. So the third thing, so the first thing is he's a Roman citizen. He wasn't really entitled to the blessings of God. Second of all, he didn't feel worthy. How many of you feel like sometimes you're not worthy of all that God has for you? God's blessings exceed the way we feel about ourselves. And the third reason is he was afraid to go to Jesus. Isn't that something? He didn't have a relationship with God. Uh, so we should never be afraid to go to Jesus. The Bible says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How many of you know we need mercy? We don't do everything right, but God's grace covers us. So you might have things in your closet. You might have rooms that you don't want the Lord to look into. How many of you have those kind of rooms? Everything looks good except you got that one room. It's like your junk room. Or maybe it's your garage that is just filled with stuff from years of, of being on this planet. We had that problem one time, so we invited a friend that could organize things. And he came over in just a couple of hours. He moved this over here. He laid this out. He spread out the carpet that we had rolled up. A and then he did something that really irked us. He started throwing away stuff. And my wife comes running out. No, 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 don't, don't throw that away. We need that. We, we might use it someday. And he said, well, have you used it in the last year? No, but you never know. He said, it's going to be out. And the Bible says some things we just have to kick out. The sin that does easily be set, we have to forget it and, 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 and toss it aside. Praise God. Lay aside every sin and weight that does easily beset us. Amen? So the three obstacles is he was a Roman soldier, he felt unworthy, and he was afraid to talk to Jesus. Are you afraid to talk to Jesus sometimes? You feel so down, you feel so unworthy, you say, I, I don't know if I can talk to him. You, you can come to him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay, so those are the three obstacles. But he did three things right. Are you ready for this? The first thing he did, he had a heart towards God. He was contributing to God and his people by building the Jewish people a synagogue. He's a Roman. He's not even going into the temple, but he built it for them. Why? He must have read in the Old Testament that we're supposed to pray for Jerusalem. We're supposed to bless the house of Israel. So he did that because he had a fear of God. So... It's one thing to give to the church. It's another thing to build the church. Come on, talk to me. He had his plaque out there in the foyer. You know, he had a statue commemorating what he had done. He, I mean, he, they made a big deal about him. He built the synagogue, and the Jewish leader said, you, he's worthy, even though he didn't feel like he was worthy. And then he had a heart towards his servant. 
He had a hundred men under him. He had servants. You know, in those days, you can just throw servants away. You know, get another servant. You don't need him. But he, the Bible says that the servant was dear to him. And so as masters and as parents, we have to love our children. We have to love our servants. We have to love those that work with us, no matter how they are. He was kind-hearted. And the Bible says that what, uh, through faith, uh, through love, love worketh, uh, faith worketh by love. That's the right scripture. Faith worketh by love. So if you're not in love, how can your faith work? So you have to be kind and gentle towards people. Praise God. So that was a, the, the first thing that he had to do, have a soft heart towards people. The second thing, he, is he had to have godly friends. Amen? What kind of friends do you have? You, you need friends that can encourage you, can talk to you, and, and lead you to the right path, give you right counsel. Because otherwise, you're just going to be lost. You're just going to be doing stuff and, and, and in the mully grubs and not doing the right thing. And God's saying, you know, I, I, I want to bless you, but you need to pick up your your, your chin and raise your head up high and know that God loves, God loves you. Praise God. You have to have godly friends that can minister. Because what did he do? He went to his, the Jewish people and said, could you go get Jesus? Could you give me an audience with Jesus so that he could come and heal my servant? We need people that can escort us into the presence of God. Amen? Pastor Charlie was telling me someone called him at 2.30 in the morning the other day and uh, wanted to talk, needed some assurance. And so he talked for how long? An hour. Hallelujah. I'm glad he, he called Pastor Charlie. Praise God. <laughs> That's what he's there for. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, anything after 12, call Pastor Charlie. Praise God. But how many times have you had a friend that helped you either get a job or uh, teach you how to do things? I, I know one time, I, was, uh, I had something really heavy on my heart, and I needed an answer, and I needed it right away. And I was sitting at my friend's house, and his mother came in, and I didn't really talk to her much, but I was kind to her always. And she said, you know, if you do this before 12 o'clock, the government will release you from what, you know, is pending on you. And I said, really? She said, yes. So I went home. I had to get it uh, authorized and postmarked before midnight of that night. But I was, I was like an hour before midnight. I had to go down to the airport and get it postmarked. But they, she came to my rescue. She was a friend, a, a, friend a, mother's, uh, a mother's friend, friend of a mother, and that was so good. So, so it changed my whole life. Why? Because I was kind, and the Lord put it on her heart to talk to me about that. So it's good to have good, godly friends. Amen. Okay, the third thing, you ready for this? And this is the biggest thing. He knew how this faith thing worked. He understood the authority. He, the Bible says that he, he knew that if he said to this person, go, they would go. If he told them to come, they would come. If he told them to do this, they would do it. So what's he saying? He knew the authority in God's word that if he spoke it, it'll surely come to pass. We have to have that same authority in our hearts that whatever we say, if we speak the word of God, he will confirm it and he will make it happen in our life. Surely, and if God said it or if we've said it, it's just the same as if God said it. Amen? The Bible says he sent his word and healed us. The word of God about our healing is 
part in our hearts, and we have to speak it out of our mouth. He says, his word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish that which it pleases. It will prosper in the thing whereto you send it. So send it out. You have authority. You can speak to your situation. You can speak to your relationships. You can speak to your job situations. Whatever you need, speak it out of your mouth. And Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith. No, not in Israel. Don't you want him to say that about you? Praise God. If you need finances, God shall supply your every need. If you're going through things, the Bible says all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So whatever you please, the Lord will manifest it in your life. Every word that you speak, he'll bring, he'll bring to life. Isn't that good news? Okay, so let's see how well you are paying attention. Are you ready for the quiz? Okay. Are we ready for the quiz? Okay. All right. Okay. I can't hear you with the, with the mask on, but praise God. Okay. Out of the three obstacles, watch their hands now. Out of the three obstacles, what is the one that the centurion couldn't prevent? He couldn't change. There was one obstacle that he had that he couldn't change. It's a little tough question now. I'll go over the, the, uh, the obstacles. One, he was a Jew. Uh, he wasn't a Jew. He was a Roman. Two, he thought he was not worthy. And three, he was afraid to go to Jesus. What's the one thing that he couldn't change? Matthew, you already, yes, Pastor Charlie. He was a Jew. He, was a, he can't change that. He can't change that he was a Roman, right? All right, Pastor Charlie. You may go pick up your $10 gift certificate. Amen. Not fair that the pastor would know that, right? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody else? Okay. All right, I have to ask another question. Okay. Okay, out of the three solutions, which one was based on Old Testament scripture? Which one was based on Old Testament? Okay, the three were he had a heart towards the Jews, he had good works and good friends. And he knew how this authority thing worked. Which one of those came from the Old Testament? Remember I had said that he had read something about, uh, well, I, that, that would give it away. Huh? I, I, hear, I hear almost an answer. No, no, no. You have to raise your hand. Let me see. I see that hand. Uh, no, number one was not the answer. That was hard towards the Jews. That He didn't. Oh, yeah, that is the right one. Absolutely. Come get your gift certificate. <laughs> okay, I don't have any other questions. I have only one other question. One other question. If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, if you're there at home and you say, you know what, I need to know, I need to be in the family of God. I need to have the blessings that are promised to me. If that's you and you say, I have never accepted him, I've never confessed with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, I want to lead you in that confession right now. So let's bow our heads and let's pray together so that anyone that is hearing my voice can receive salvation and eternal life to be with him. Father God, 
I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to be Lord of my life, to guide me and direct me all the days of my life. I ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's you and you made that prayer, we would like you to give us a call. There is a number on the screen, 626-332-1472, and I will answer you <laughs> if it's before 12 o'clock. And also on our website, on the screen, you'll see a little tab that says contact. If you hit that, we want to make a record of your decision. We want to reach out to you and encourage you and bring you along in all the good news of the Lord. And so we're happy to come into your home. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook. We give you praise and glory and honor. We give the Lord praise and honor as Ron is here. He's going to lead us in a patriotic song, so here we go. This final song for today is a song that celebrates God, which is very important in, in the development of our country. It also celebrates the flag that, that sits here. A lot of times the flag just sits there in the corner and we don't acknowledge that. When you look at the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, it says, under God, the liberty and justice for all. And um, the great part of that is that it's under God. And this final song is one of my favorite patriotic songs and uh, it's, it's called God Bless the USA. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd look for in my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife You see, I'd thank the lucky stars To be living here today Because our flag, it stands for freedom You can't take that away proud of God and you're proud of your country, stand up as we sing this song today. If you're at home, come on, get out of your seat. From the lakes in Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains in Texas, from sea to shining sea, from New York to Boston, and New York to L.A., See, I'm proud of all the American hearts, and it's time we all stand up and say that I am proud to be an American, for at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the men who died and gave the right to me, and I 
God bless the you.